All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. And welcome once again to Invest Wisely with Walt Secura, who is the managing partner of Akron Wealth Advisors on West Market Street here in Fairlawn, the Fairlawn West office of R.W. Baird Company. This half hour, we'll talk about the market, how he invests his clients' money in individually crafted stock portfolios of individually owned stocks, and we'll take any questions you have, too, about the market, what's happening, what's happening with your portfolio, and questions about what they do at Akron Wealth Advisors. Our phone number is 330-673-1234. That's out of Akron toll-free at 800-669-4100, including on WNIR.com. Well, Walt, last week, it seems that, uh, I guess, the investors want a little cash in their pocket for the holiday weekend, and uh, and they took some profits uh, last week. Uh, what uh, what do you think about what happened last week? Yeah, Bob, it's it's something that does happen, and we have to remember that. I, I, I like to use the simple visual of, you know, a little boy walking up the hill with a yo-yo, and uh, if you know if the yo-yo kind of symbolizes the movement of the stock market, it goes up and down. Uh, the little boy walking up the hill kind of represents the long-term experience of investors uh, in the stock market. You know, making that progress up the hill. And every once in a while, like we had since March, you know that that yo-yo might get messed up, and the boy has to pick it up and rewind it. And you know, we had a, a lot of days you know, probably close to 100 days where the market had really been moving up and we didn't have any of those violent swings. And, you know, when that little boy got that yo-yo wound back up and turned his wrist over and flipped those fingers down and, you know, that that market, you know, fell down Thursday just like that yo-yo going down. And it's hard not to watch and it's hard not to focus back on. But, you know, we, we always advise people, you know, don't don't get caught up in those day-to-day movements. You know, the market goes down. Stock prices go down. Sometimes they go down in a hurry. And it's really hardest on the newest participants in the market, you know, people that just got invested or, you know, people that maybe ventured out and bought some stocks this year. You know, those kind of downward movements, are they're scary. But anybody that's been doing it for a long time knows that's just part of what the market does. So last week, uh, you know, we saw the NASDAQ finish off 2.3% for the week, about 81 points down. Uh, 3,426.96. We're still up 6.1% on the S&P for the year. Uh, the NASDAQ was off 3.3%, uh, 382 points, uh, close at 11,313.13. Again, still up about 26.1% for the year. Uh, the Dow Jones was off 520 points last week, about 1, 1.8%. Uh, we finished at 28,133. Again, year to date, off about 1.4 percent. 
and those small cap stocks uh, were off 2.7% last week and and off about 8% year to date. Um so you know it's it's been an interesting year and uh you know we continue to think it'll be interesting and you know on the big picture perspective, you know we continue to watch the coronavirus and its impact on the economy. Uh we continue to look at all the economic data that continues to come out that you know, shows a really mixed case, um, you know, data that somewhat is troubling at times and data sometimes that looks good. And we also see a lot of companies reporting and some companies reporting really strong results and other companies, as you would expect, you know, struggling. So it's it's an economy that still needs recovery. We're coming up against an election, which uh, we know is going to be a, a troubling time for for our country. And probably some division and you know we'll we'll get through all this and we'll get some clarity probably as we enter next year but uh, still a lot of uncertainty and the market surely doesn't like uncertainty. Now are you a concern like other investors that this is the beginning of another major pullback or or is this just as you say a blip uh, you know possibly you know the, you said the uh, tech stocks are being overvalued anyway so maybe a lot of people agreed with that and decided to take uh, take their profits now. Yeah, I think, Bob, you got to look where, you know, things have gotten a little bit ahead of themselves. As we continue to talk every week about valuation, you know, there's price has nothing to do with valuation. You got to continue to have some way to, you know, say what's a fair price to pay for these stocks. And and as we said, some of these tech stocks had, had an amazing run and really propelled the market. I mean, when you look at that NASDAQ up 26% for the year, you know that, some of those stocks are probably a little bit ahead of themselves, but it doesn't mean that they're not good long-term investments. I mean, you got to continue to think three and five years out, not three, five days out, not three to five weeks out, you know, not three to five months out. We we continue to talk about the three to five-year time frame. And again, that is the time frame that uh, any good investor, stock market uh, analyst, uh, people like you will talk to investors about. But somebody's out there making the market go up and down like that. Uh, who are these people who simply can't wait uh, the long term and are, are looking at that at the immediate immediate action? Well, there's a lot of traders out there, Bob. There's a lot of institutions. There's a lot of people trying to time the market. And I mean, that's what markets are. You know, they're they're a mix of, of different types of investors. There's speculators as well as investors. And, uh, you know, a lot of people out there, you know, exhibiting trading activity, which will drive the market. And we have to remember, too, there's a lot of computer programs that are built with algorithms uh, they basically say when this happens and that happens, sell a stock. You know, so a lot of this selling and buying has even nothing to do with humans. It has to do with a human algorithm that was put in place to tell the market what to do when certain things happen. And sometimes those can become self-fulfilling. You know, when if you build an algorithm that says when the market falls this much, sell this or sell that, or if this happens, you know, sell. I, I mean, that takes the human decision making out. So a lot of the activity out there is driven by computers. Damn computers. <laughs> we ta- make our life better, right? Yeah. We're talking to Walt Secure, a managing partner of Akron Wealth Advisors. You can talk to him, too, at 330-673-1234. Getting back to uh, what we're talking about, the, again, the recovery. Um, people have talked about uh, U-shaped recovery, V-shaped recovery. Now they're talking about the recovery being a K. And this is kind of, kind of beyond me. What is a K-type recovery, Walt? Well, it's it's a scenario, Bob, where basically, you know, big box retailers, tech firms, you know, all these large, large companies uh, do really, really well. There's a wealth effect, you know, where the 
hey, people that have the money do better. And then, you know, some of the smaller mom and pop type shops, and and you know, we we see it in certain industries like the airline or travel industry. You know, they continue to get weaker. So you have this kind of like. Uh, part of the K going up, you know, so a part of the economy recovering, and you have a part of the economy continuing to get weaker. Um, so I, I think that's, you know, again, probably a little bit true of what's going on, Bob, what we've seen this year. You know, we've seen some areas of strength and other areas of weakness. So I guess the K shape has some relevance uh, as, we, as we describe the economy today. Now, you also were talking about uh, the good news. There was some good news last week in the economy. We had a good, strong unemployment report, which would be morally considered a positive thing for the market. But uh, there are some who are worried about uh, the long-term impact of of employment, again, probably because of COVID-19. Is that the biggest worry they have? Yeah, Bob, I think the employment report showed, again, some more, you know, jobs being brought back, um, you know, 1.4 million um, jobs and, and about 7.5 million since May as far as recovery. Uh, headline employment now is re- being reported at 8.4%. I, I think the concern is I'm reading, you know, the insights and the experts that I read, uh, the economists, they're they're saying they're really worried about these jobs that are temporary versus permanent. You know, there was a big belief that a lot of these job losses were temporary. Um, there seems to be a shift in sentiment with a lot of people that are laid off that they may not be going back to work. And and I think there is, you know, some concern, you know, that some of this uh, doesn't get back to the levels that we thought it would get, that a lot of people maybe aren't brought back to work. So we're going to have to keep track of those numbers and pay attention um, and, and make sure that recovery continues, you know, month after month. What do you see right now as the number one threat to the market? I think the number one threat, Bob, and I think I mentioned it last week, is, you know, we come out of election day the next day and we, we have no decision. You know, we don't know who really won that election. And I, I, I think that would be a real shock for the market. I think that would be a hard thing for you know, people in our country to deal with, and it'll cause, you know, more unrest and problems. So, uh, you know, you hope that you get a clear decision, you know, coming out of that election, and you can put the politics behind us and, you know, get get back to focusing on what this economy is really made of and, and focus on, on businesses and consumers and what's important. Let's talk about stocks right now. Stock Talk here on Invest Wisely with Walt Secure of Akron Wealth Advisors. If you have questions about individual stocks that, that you're looking at or that you have in your own portfolio, and you'd like to talk to Walt about them and ask him if they're good investments, if it's time to, to buy or more, or to, to sell what you got, or to hang tight, to give us a call. 330-673-1234. That's out of Akron. Till free, 800-669-4100. Here on Invest Wisely with Walt Secure. Let's take a call now. You're on WNIR. Good morning. Morning. Uh, energy transfer symbol ET. Uh, it's uh, pays nineteen percent and has a PE of twelve. I've been watching it for a while. I think it's a pipeline company. But do you uh, have that on your screen? You know anything about the ET? I, I do. We we've actually followed this over the years. We we've had a couple of clients own it. Um, you know prospects that we brought in that this was in the portfolio. We have not been buyers of ET. 
Uh, we, we've kind of stayed away from these midline, uh, you know, uh, uh, transport uh, gas companies. Um, I mean, if you look at it, uh, again, last quarter was still really, really bad. I mean, as far as uh, sales and er- earnings, um, you know, sales were off 47%, earnings were off 61%. Uh, I know that income is attractive, but you got to worry about the stability of that dividend longer term and the ability to continue to pay. Um, so again, it's one that you know we're we're familiar with. Um, you know, as far as the quality within that category, it's it's one of the higher quality uh, companies within that industry. But again, I I would probably stay away from this at this point. There's another one I've been watching called Plains All American Pipeline (PAA). Is that another one that you have ever followed? PA yeah, again, I've seen it. You know, I've looked at these. Uh, I, you know, we looked at these pipeline players a couple years back when we were kind of looking for yield ourselves. We had a lot of clients that were, you know, hoping to, you know, look for yield in the portfolios. Again, looking at the last quarter, same thing, though, 61% down in sales, 63% off in earnings. Um, you know, income looks attractive, but, again, you gotta you got to really think and, do your homework. Make sure that that there's stability to that uh, dividend. Don't don't buy it just for that. It's got to be a good story all the way around. Okay. Thank you. Sure. Hey, thank you for your call. Calls like that are welcome right now for Walt Secura of Akron Wealth Advisors, 330-673-1234. That's out of Akron Toll Free, 800-669-4100. Give us a call and talk to Walt about your favorite stock. Let's talk to Walt now about uh, one of his stocks in his small mid-cap portfolio, a tech stock. It's called DocuSign. I think folks have heard about that, especially if you bought a house or anything recently. Uh, they had really good earnings reported last week, but yet uh, the stock was selling off heavily and was down 10% for the week. Uh, why, why does that happen? <laughs> well, Bob, I mean, DocuSign is, is the company we do own in that small mid-cap. We like it. I mean, they kind of pioneered uh, the development of e-signature technology. You mentioned, you know, mortgage documents. Um, in our industry, we use it a lot. Um, uh, seven of the top 10 global technology companies use this, use this uh, technology. 18 of the top 20 pharmaceutical companies, 10 of the 15 top financial uh, service companies, and over 800 federal, state, and local governments. Um, it, it, it's a it's a great technology. Anybody that's used it, it's it's amazing to me the adoption of it. I mean, we have a lot of older clients, but you know they seem to be able to do a DocuSign. We can send it, and they can do electronic uh, signatures and. Uh, the earnings were great. Um, revenues were up 45 percent, uh, 342 over 236 million a year from this quarter versus the year prior. Uh, earnings were up to 17 cents from a penny the year prior over the, the three months. And again, in a COVID world, this is a stock that's done very, very well. Again, it just got ahead of itself, Bob. I think you know when you look at the year-to-date numbers and you see the you know how much this company went up. Uh, for it to go back a little bit, I mean, you know, that that's almost expected. So, I mean, even though they had great numbers, um, you know, a lot of expectations build into those numbers, and, and yeah, the other stock to trade off for the week. But, again, this is one when you look out that three to five years ahead, uh, you got to believe this, this type of uh, – the network effect that they built, the amount of people that use it, the amount of signatures that are required. I know in our industry, we we just have more and more signatures required. It seems like every year, and you know, we're dotting all the I's and crossing all the T's, and compliance keeps uh, making sure that clients have the right disclosures. And you know, I don't see any of that going away. So we like DocuSign when we look out over the longer term, even though last week was a little bit of a rough week for them. 
Now, 10% isn't exactly a game changer in the change of the value of the stock, but is it enough for you to recommend that people should maybe increase their position in that stock if they can get it a little bit cheaper now? Yeah, we wouldn't increase it, but we wouldn't be afraid to buy it. You know, again, I, it's not to me that's not a big enough fall to say, hey, it's a huge bargain sale, and we need to run out and buy it. But if we started someone with a new portfolio, we would definitely buy some DocuSign and uh, 10% cheaper is nice, you know. For, so anybody starting a portfolio next week with us, we get a little bit of a discount. Another stock, we talked about this a week ago, in a defensive posture. You mentioned that you had bought Van Eck Gold Miners Exchange Traded Fund. And uh, this week you made another defensive move. Now, why are you doing this? <laughs> well, Bob, again, we're just looking at valuation. We raised a little bit of cash. Basically said, hey, with the volatility and the risk that we see and the uncertainties that we see, we, we raised cash to about 10% in our core equity portfolio. Um, and again, it's it's just to give us the ability to make decisions. It's, it gives us the ability to manage the portfolios. Um, and again, having a little bit of cash on hand will allow me to look for those bargains if, if anything comes up over the, uh, the next couple months. So in essence, uh, again, you took some profits from this uh, market increases and you put them kind of aside to look for bargains. Exactly, yeah. I mean, sometimes having a little bit of cash is nice. It, it is for us, a hedge. You know, we're not market timers. Um, I don't try to pretend I know when to sell or when to get back in. Every time I've tried to do that in my career, it's been a bad decision. Uh, you know, I like to be invested. And, uh, you know, but it's sometimes, you know, getting 10% or 20% or 30% cash in the portfolio uh, to make sure that, you know, you have the ability to deal with uncertainty and volatility, uh, it, it's a good thing to have. So, again, that's the difference between. I always say, you know, are you watching your portfolio or are you managing your portfolio? A lot of people watch it. Uh, watching isn't managing. You know, sometimes you have to make these little adjustments, and that's truly what management is all about. Walt Sakara, once again, is our expert from uh, the managing partner of Akron Wealth Advisors. It's Invest Wisely here on WNIR. And once more, if you have any questions about stocks, individual in, in, companies are thinking about, uh, questions about how Akron Wealth Advisors invest their clients' money, call us now at 330-673-1234 or outside of Akron or on WNIR.com, 800-669-4100. Also last week, you made another move in the uh, core equity portfolio that your firm has that uh, seems a uh, kind of interesting. You purchased U.S. Global Jets exchange-traded funds. Now, what is Jets, and why did you buy it? Yeah, Bob, we, we like these exchange-traded funds when we want to get exposure to a certain area. Um, Jets is basically uh, an exchange-traded fund that owns a bunch of airline stocks, about 40 of them, uh, in 16 different countries. For for me, you know, and again, this is where I just realized my expertise and my ability, you know, to go in right now and try to pick, you know, whether which airline is going to be the winner, whether it'll be Southwest or Delta or United or Agilent or, you know, SkyWest or JetBlue, it seems to me like a hard bet to make um, because a lot of these airlines are going to continue to struggle. At the same time, we felt like the airline industry is a good place to invest a little bit of money. So we took a small position in Jets. Uh, it gives us the exposure to all 40 of those airline stocks. And, you know, the airlines for the year to date are still off about 42%. Um, this is a, an industry which I think plays into that K-shaped recovery that we were talking about, that, you know, as people get a little less fear of the COVID and, 
you know, we talked about the Abbott Lad test last week, you know, the 15-minute test. I mean, I think as airlines continue to figure out a way to make travel safer, uh, there's a lot of people out there that need to, to move back around the world again and, and travel and, you know, don't aren't content with sitting in their homes. I mean, a lot of us are. A lot of us have found simplicity to be a nice thing, but there's a lot of people that need to travel uh, to see family, to see friends, to for business, for uh, you know, a lot of reasons. So I, I think airline travel is something that will come back. Uh, we know there's a lot of layoffs scheduled here in October, uh, so there's still a lot of uncertainty. I think it's a good time to take a little bit of exposure to jets uh, before things start due to recover, because once they recover, that's probably going to, you know, appreciate pretty quickly. So, you know, we prefer to get a position in here in the early stages. Well, when do you want to buy a stock? When it's on sale or when it's at list price? Well, I think when it's on sale. <laughs> right. Absolutely, and they're on sale right now. Uh, just a basic question again about exchange-traded funds. We talked a bit about this last week. Many people are not aware of exactly what those are. And from what you said, they all sound an awful lot like a mutual fund. You know, what is the difference between an exchange-traded fund and a, and a mutual fund? Yeah, I mean, exchange-traded fund, Bob, is basically a fund that trades on the exchanges. So, like Jets, and, you know, you go on and you buy it on, it, it trades on the stock exchange. It has a daily price. You can see the movement of the price during the day. So even though it owns 40 airliners, they're pricing those all day. You know, you, you can see the, the collection, the, that basket of stocks in there, and, and the Jets ETF has a price to it. Uh, mutual fund is a little bit different. It's an open-ended fund. A lot of times where money's flowing into it, um, and it, they don't price those till the end of the day. And, and the manager could be making changes during the day that you're not aware of. Uh, with an exchange-traded fund, you, you kind of know what's in it, and you know what it's priced at You know during the day you're buying it. Now, we're coming up on the uh, first anniversary of Akron Wealth Advisors becoming part of the Robert W. Baird uh, Company, Private Wealth Management and Financial Services. Uh, talk to us again about all the services that you can uh, provide through the Baird Private Wealth Management, in addition to just uh, investing your clients' money. Absolutely, Bob. I mean, we do a lot of planning, um, you know, financial planning, retirement planning. Um, we have a great wealth planning department that can help do estate plan reviews, uh, tax reviews. Uh, a lot of clients come to us with specific issues, especially, you know, around things like uh, their IRAs. So uh, we look at things like 72T calculations, our, our RMD uh, illustrations, our Roth conversion analysis is something we've been talking to quite a few clients about this year. Um, and prospects because, you know, a lot of people fear higher taxes going down the road and, you know, it might not be a bad time to convert some of the IRA money over to, to a Roth IRA and, you know, get that tax-free conversion taken care of. Uh, we can do uh, Social Security analysis, stock option analysis. Uh, so there's, there's a lot of... Uh, a lot of intellectual intelligence inside of Baird, and, and we know where to reach to get answers. Uh, we don't pretend to have all the answers here, but we surely know how to find them. Uh, and we also have a great network of professionals in the community that we can reach out to and work with. And working with, uh, again, your financial plans, your retirement plans with your investors, uh, what are some of the uh, bits of advice you're giving out now as we're looking in the last quarter of this very interesting year of 2020? Uh, what kind of uh, advice and tips are you giving them and things they should be doing now to uh, be prepared for the future? Yeah, Bob, I think it's important. we got to reset. You know, a lot of people got a little scared back in March when we had the big sell-off, and, and we do have the ability right now to take a look at things like out-of-state allocation, uh, do you have enough liquidity? 
uh, we're, we're making sure that, you know, we understand what people's needs are over the next year. Uh, we, we definitely took advantage of the SECURE Act uh, with, you know, a lot of people didn't take an RMD this year. And, you know, so we're doing some planning for next year. We're communicating with a lot of those clients, uh, tax advisors, making sure that uh, they're aware that we didn't take an RMD so they can make adjustments to some of those estimated taxes that may to be done. So, you know, a lot of what we do, and we're also rethinking risk, Bob. I mean, we're having those conversations. You know, people, it, it's easy to say you understand risk and you're willing to take risk until you're in the middle of it. And, you know, when you're in the middle of the fire, it feels a little different. So what's nice about something that happened in the early part of the year is when you go back and talk to risk with people, you can you know ask them how they felt when they got their March 31st statement, and and if they want to reposition a little bit, you know if if they we need to make some changes, you know we want people to be able to sleep at night, um, you know the only way I can sleep at night is to know all my clients are sleeping at night, so I mean that's that's what we try to do here. What about the like for example taking a lot of big debt, buying a new house? Uh, you know, or buying a, buying a brand new car. Would that be something you'd advise right now, or would you tell people just wait a little bit more? Well, interest rates are low, Bob. So, I mean, if you can service the debt, the, the biggest thing for me, debt is not a bad thing. Debt, debt is helpful. Uh, debt is necessary a lot of times, and, and debt helps us live the kind of lives we want to live. We, we have great credit facilities in our country and the banking institutions. And But, but I, the big question that people have to ask themselves, and this is where a good plan comes into effect, is, you know, are you able to properly service the debt? You know, can you handle the debt that you take on? And, and, and make sure that, you, you know, you think that out. Also, you know, looking at things, I just had a client that, was looking at a mortgage, and we talked about the difference between a 30-year and a 15-year mortgage. And even though the payment was a little bit higher, you know, she could service the 15-year. And, you know, it seems like those kinds of decisions, you just have to make sure you really think about them. You know, you don't want to pay a whole lot of interest. You don't have to pay. Um, so, again, everybody's situation is different. Um, this is where, you know, financial advice and, and talking to somebody that maybe has a little perspective can help you. Well, Walt Sakura of Akron Wealth Advisors. Next week, of course, is a uh, holiday shortened week, but the market will be back trading again on Tuesday. What do you think is going to happen? Well, Bob, it'll be an interesting week next week, as it always is. I mean, we've we seen to have a lot of things happening right now. Um, and, you know, we'll continue to watch. Uh, we have a couple companies reporting this week. Um, Lululemon uh, report, uh, reports there uh, in our small mid-cap uh, portfolio, and, and Chewy.com also reports. And then we get some economic data uh, near the end of the week. We're going to see uh, inflation numbers, which we expect to be under control. And, uh, you know, we continue just to, you know, pay attention to all the big picture things as well and, and how the media handles uh, some of these different items that are happening. And, you know, we'll continue to look at that as we lead up to the election. Once again, Walt Sakara, Akron Wealth Advisors. If you've been listening to him and you like what he says, you'd like to talk to him about investing some of your, your money, either either exclusively or just working with you on a financial plan or retirement plan. They're available at 3560 West Market Street in Fairlawn. The local number is 234-466-7476. That's 234-466-7476. Their toll-free number is 844 388 
3563-4953. Once again, they're at 3560 West Market Street in Fairlawn, the Fairlawn West office of R.W. Baird Company. But it is Akron Wealth Advisors, investing their clients' money in individual portfolios of individually owned stocks and providing all the good advice that we talked about just now, retirement planning, financial planning, and a lot more. So he's got a great team there. They're all local people. They're all great people. Give them a call, 234-466-7476. And when you do, remind them that you heard him on WNIR Kent Akron. Well, Walt, have a great holiday weekend for you and your family. Enjoy a bit of a respite and then back to work on Tuesday, okay? You too, Bob. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Abbott Laboratories, symbol ABT. Allegiant Travel Company, symbol ALGT. American Airlines Group, Inc., symbol AAL. Chewy, Inc., symbol CHWI. Delta Airlines, Inc., symbol DAL. Energy Transfer LP, symbol ET. Vanek Vectors, ETF. Vanek Vectors Gold Miner, symbol GDX. JetBlue Airways, symbol JBLU. Lululemon Athletica, Inc., symbol LULU. Plains All-American Pipeline LP, symbol PAA. Southwest Airlines Company, symbol LUV. SkyWest, Inc., symbol SKYW. United Continental Holdings, Inc., symbol UAL. Please note that Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated makes a market in all of the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast. When considering an exchange-traded fund, investors should consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the fund carefully before investing. This and other information about the fund can be found in the prospectus or summary prospectus. A prospectus or summary prospectus can be obtained from your financial advisor or the fund website and should be read carefully before investing.